the star the star Y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pants, seven the pants. That dude fits on the beats, on the beat. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the king, only. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the fields. Oh, and five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot the devil, yes. These other sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth yeah. No need to dig for a part in line It's always in season to keep the start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you need, we got what you need. the sports news you see, we don't waste time We talking cause we live it. we got what you need yeah. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you need, we got what you need. We got what you need. We got what you need. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat stick. I got what you need, I got what you need, 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 what you need. Yeah, what what old said. <laughs> we back. <laughs> we back, y'all. Newest episode of the Star Five Podcast. As always, we thank y'all for listening. Hit that starfivepodcast.com. Uh, work's been a little too busy getting adjusted to my first week of uh, no handcuffs supervisory. So I haven't been able to update the website, which that's been crazy. But coming soon, we're going to add that lovely code that's in the corner. Go to hooksrub.com, as you can see on the crawl on the bottom of the screen. Hooksrub.com, use our code starting five for 20% off your order. I'm telling you, the shit's dope. I'm actually making ribs right now in makeup of last weekend because my mother already cooked and it was Mother's Day weekend. And traditionally, every year, my Mother's Day gift to the missus is dinner. And I'm using some smoking sweetness with a little bit of the midnight on some ribs. And I am got my kids peeling shrimp in a little bit. They're going to peel shrimp. So I might fry some, might do some other make stuff. Sure they de- make sure they devein them. I, they're already uh they're already devained. It's oh, good. One them, it's one of them bags that it's simple peel and devein. Oh, okay. Even, right, cool. even not, whatever. The shrimp shit shoot don't freaking taste no different. <laughs> 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 we all, we all, we've all eaten it before. <laughs> hey, man, I don't talk about <laughs> well, that anyway. shrimp at the Chinese restaurant you got oh eight Devane, oh, bro. Don't <laughs> anyway. tell me that, man. I don't tell me that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out of order this week and go down to Big O for good reason. What up? What up? What up, y'all? Um, um, y'all, I'm definitely gonna uh take advantage of that that discount myself. I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna have something I think on a third. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna need some seasoning. So uh yeah, we'll be taking advantage of that, man. But shout out, shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to my boy Jamal that couldn't be here this weekend. Shout out to the listeners, especially, you know, because y'all, y'all, y'all make this 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 
clock go round. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to a good show. I'm passing on to my boy TJ. Which this is TJ's show today because the brother celebrated his 50th yesterday. I'm still a little mad that I couldn't make it, but I see a great a time, of, bro. I seen a little bit of the live from AP. Shout out to the good brother who, you know, all the normal HHDG faces was there, but I'm mad I haven't seen none of the normal HHDG faces all year yet. So it kind of yeah. got me a little, you know, like, fuck. Like, if I was able to afford to have freaking just drive, I could have left early enough to try to at least come over there for at least an hour or two. I didn't know what time you ended, but I could have tried to get We got out of there at damn near midnight. But, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, it was... I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it then. I wouldn't have made it in time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a good time. But yeah, it's your show, Yo. so you introduce it, and you're taking this All show right. to wherever the hell you want to go today. <laughs> yeah, this boy, the takeover. We didn't. We didn't take over. We didn't. We you know we didn't talk about what we're gonna talk about, nothing like that. So you know, I, it literally was just a thought of my head. And you're lucky I, I I'm not on Facebook no more like that. So you're lucky I couldn't find any of your baby pictures. <laughs> I would have made the promo picture one of your child. <laughs> damn it, the, the one in the, the suit one with, jacket. in the suit jacket, right with the big collar and shit. <laughs> right. I do have a few floating around the internet for sure. I didn't. I didn't um, want real to quick. Tyson on your face, but that's why I called the TJ. <laughs> I called the TJ instead. But yeah, happy birthday, good brother. Yes, thank sir, you. Today's birthday, the actual. Today's the actual born day. So yes, thank you. Real quick, man, listening to the intro, Biz went in on them 808s, man. Them shits knock. They get me every time you play the intro. I hit that mid and that sub, and I'm like, yo, that shit is fire. Shout out to Benz if he's listening. But, yes, thank you. Today is the boring day. Last night I had my 50th birthday party. It was a 90s throwback party. Shout out to DJ Soul Buck on the one and twos. He killed it. Shout out to everybody who showed up. A lot of my day one showed up, which was love. Love, love. I got a lot of cigars and a lot of booze and some money. Some people he was charitable last night. So I can't complain. I cannot complain. It was a good time. It's good to see all my friends in one spot. You know, back in the day, you couldn't mix friends. You couldn't mix your hood friends with, with, your, with your, your, your weird backpack friends. It just wasn't going to clash. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> no, allegedly. But I had all my peoples in there last night. So it was it was a real good time. The food was good, the music was good, and the company was better. So uh, thank you guys for those that came out. And uh, if you missed out, I'm sorry. You know, life happens. It was a good time, though. Uh, what are we going to start off with today? Can we just start off with the Lakers getting their ass handed to them again? Again? Yeah, this is, me Ron is done, up, man. I, got, I haven't gotten to see it. The, the, they're washed. They're washed. They're down 3-0. They got smacked again last night. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, people. All you L.A. fans talking about, yo, we're going to make the run. Ain't no run. This is it. Stop here. Full stop. You have nobody that can contain the true MVP of the league, not the whiner that won this year who begged his way for an MVP trophy. Joker is on another level. Cerebr his cerebral game is just 
his court awareness, his basketball IQ is is one of the best bar none. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've seen in a long time. The so, man is a machine. Question, because you, you blatantly said LeBron is done. I mean, the team washed, I'll give you that. But to say LeBron is done when I'm looking at his numbers here and he went four minutes. I meant minutes, to say. <laughs> I was going to say. He I went, meant to say, like, yeah, he, he can't carry it by himself anymore like he used to, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't will right. his way to a win. And and AD, AD, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, Dan, but AD is putting up the numbers. You know, you can't, I'm going to tell you, we, game one, game one, thank, thank, thank you, NBA, thank you, ABC, for, for having, having, a, having a game at 8 o'clock so the East Coast yeah, could finally time. see, so the East Coast could yeah. finally see Jokic play. This dude had a triple-double in the second, in the second quarter. Yeah. So instantly we saw why he was two time MVP. Should have won a third one, right? So there's no way you can you can you can have a you can have a game plan for Jokic. What I what I think that the Lakers what what punched the Lakers in the mouth was Jamal Murray having the having the, the series that he's having. But the, here's the here's the thing. Oh, Jokic elevates his team. Like he brings like well, you know a tide raises all boats. Yo, he's definitely that dude. Like, he involves everybody, whether you're coming off the bench, whether you're starting. He makes it his game. He makes it because he can get a bucket anytime he wants, yes. inside, outside, mid-range. And yes. he does it on his own pace, at his own way. Like, you cannot speed the game up for him. You cannot slow it down for him. You cannot change the pace. When the ball is in his hands, he controls it all. He's a big-ass point guard. That's what he is. Not the fastest, you know, not the biggest. Well, he might, he might be up there with the biggest. But so let me give yeah. numbers. Let me give numbers on all the names mentioned because, like I said, I was trying to roll into real quick of LeBron James, but he led the team tied with Austin Reeves with twenty-two points, ten assists, nine rebounds. So damn near damn. Close to triple double. Literally, yeah. like you can make that look like he did it all himself. AD. 18 points, four assists, 14 rebounds. That's like, not enough. As a as a big, I need to see double-digit rebounds all the time. And then the, right. next, the next closest scorers was Reeves with 22 and Hachimura with 21. Go to the Nuggets. And, shit, Jamal Murray hit for 37, five assists, 10 rebounds. Yoke Damn. Was, 23 points, 12 assists, 17 rebounds. Jesus Christ. So everybody else, like there's three more players in double digits with uh, Porter Jr. with 16, Aaron Gordon with 10, and Bruce Brown Jr. with 12. Those two, you could say, carried this team in a way. Yes. Murray and Jokic. And I, yes. I'm with I'm with y'all. Like Jokic is a guy that, Again, he's he's not to be fucked with, and I I like the I, in the words of evidence, and I forgot which song it was when he said, "I slow flows y'all to death." Like yes. that's that's Jokic's game. Yes. Yep. It's no ESPN game. highlights. <laughs> no. But Jokic's game is definitely the "I slow flows y'all to death," and it works <laughs> all the time, and it. Like I, I said yeah. when we made our predictions last week, I was like, I know Denver's got mm -hmm. it because he it, it with him, 
you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain. Only hope to contain. And you know what? His game transcends eras. Like he can play in any era with the, with the style of yeah. basketball he plays. Yes. Also, have we seen? Uh, when's the last time we seen a big man as skilled as him? I mean, every the knock on him is he doesn't play defense. He doesn't play both ends of the floor. I can't say that the dude is not getting cooked. Really, I haven't seen him get like you know roasted lately. I mean, that was I the know, thing when he used to go against Embiid. Let me add on. I'll, okay. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, real quick, Dan. Yeah, they, yeah, I, I've been hearing I've been hearing a lot of comparisons to a prime Bill Walton. You know, like when he was when he was with the Clippers or whatever. I've been hearing that, but that's before my time. Maybe, maybe your time. You know, you might you might remember your play. <laughs> Fuck you, but okay. <laughs> nah, yo, like we've. I, I, all right. It's it's kind of it's. It's almost been a good twenty plus years since the game has been a center's game. Mm-hmm. So, so where you could say have we've never seen nothing like that before. It's it's almost true for a certain generation of, of people because right. they weren't around when it was Akeem, Ewing, Shaq, uh, freaking Arvita Sabonis, freaking uh, uh, Vlade Divac. Like, yeah, I'm Rick Smith. You Rick know what I'm saying? Smith, I, yeah. I, I mentioned, and I specifically mentioned Vlade and Sabonis because they were passing team, big men. They were passing big men, but they were all all of these big men could do it all. It was and just they, could shoot. they yeah. had to they had to face off against the best of the best of yeah you of Ewing Elijah Wan David Robinson yeah like they had the you know the those the Sabonises and the Divaches had to face these guys and 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 scrap to try to get their own now like a, when I think of like a Arvidas like yeah he's tough like Jokic is tough like him you know what I'm saying. But we've seen this because we've lived in the era where the center was the man and the game was played inside out, not outside and do the right. best you can. Yeah. <laughs> you right. So we've kind of seen him before, but he's he's an anomaly now because it's been at least 20 years since it was. Yeah, they, they've strayed away from the big playing in the paint with the big man and focused on shooting big men. You know what I'm saying? Who could do more than just put their back to the basket? And, and that's why, and that's why I'm disappointed in Embiid because he should have stayed with that, and he'd probably been more successful with his team because they would have had to double team him more to get the shooters involved around him. Dude, when it was when it was just JP and I doing this show, I used to say it consistently: Joel Embiid is my favorite player in the league right now, outside of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And it would piss me off to no ends to see that man playing from the three point line, dude. I wish teams wouldn't force him to shoot just pack in the paint. And if we get killed by him scoring thirty and hitting eight I'll three pointers, it. so I'll be it. it. Yeah, so Absolutely. be it. He's away from the basket. He can't grab rebounds, and he's out there. But he's not a threat enough. You can leave him out there, and he's not even going to hit fifty percent. He might hit two out of eight. You know what I'm saying? So we'll take that. Shoot that shit all day, bro. His mid-range game is is phenomenal. His mid-range game is very good. Free throw extended, he's good. But push him back even further than that, and he's useless. He's useless. You know. Um. Um. Okay. So. So. Correction. I. I, I did say that that Bill Walton. You know, Bill Walton was a. Uh, 
the closest I, I, I could remember to 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 um Jokic, Arvita Sabonis. We were robbed. We were robbed of Arvita Sabonis best, best years. years. Yeah, because he played in yes. Europe. He played in Europe. He is probably the closest. Jokic is, is definitely quicker than than Arvidas, that, that, that the Sabonis that we know. Um DeMontis. Maybe DeMontis is not as good as his pops, but it's not he's not Pause, you know, thinking the ass like, 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 bonus his one. dad was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I didn't like, but would you, I know, would you say, would you say Dirk? Would you nah, say Dirk? Would you say nah, Dirk was because Dirk, Dirk didn't Dirk, pass like that. Dirk, yeah, I mean, I mean, yo, we could count how many times Dirk posted up, you know what I'm saying? Dirk was more but like, Dirk can shoot that three confidently, though. Dirk yeah, was a yeah, deadly shooter, Dirk, bro. I, I was gonna say, Dirk is a product of that era where. It was right, but but he never. But how many times? How many times did he had his back to the basket though? It was, he did. I mean, we didn't. We didn't. See, he did, he, but he, but his primary did. game was facing the basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was like you could say the start of the era of what became the shooting big man basketball. Yes, the position yeah. of basketball with the big men. Yeah, because let's yo, let's remember, Anthony Davis coming up was a point guard. Hmm. At like six three, six four. I'll be right school, back, and then shot up. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a point guard. Yes. And Dirk was Dirk was again early 2000s, well late 90s, early 2000s. But he was the transition to where the game evolved to today, of the yes. big who's seven foot six eleven six ten. You know the KDs that we got. That right. You know, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that that that. Dirk Dirk crawled so KD could run, walk and run. You know, KD KD possessed his whole game. You know, after Dirk, the whole the whole one footed, you know, fallback jump shot and all that. That's all Dirk. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say he kind of mirrored it in that way or positioned it that way, but you could definitely lay claim that the style looks similar. Looks yeah, similar. I, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he, that's who he kind of was trying to pattern himself, you know. But it, the style looks similar. But yeah, like again, positionless basketball put us in the spot where we're in today, where like you know the man that's coming out and being drafted, probably most definitely being drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, Victor Wambanyama, seven four, and can do it all across the court. I, you, I'm, I'm, yo, Dan, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I, I grew up I grew up watching Ralph Sampson, right? And of course later on Greg Oden. You know, skinny big men frightened me, right? Because to me they're frail. And and these, you know, okay, okay, back in the day in the 80s, you know, there wasn't there wasn't I mean as as opposed to now, there wasn't much banging around, pause. But Ralph Sampson right now, you know, with with his game, Ralph Sampson. But had a better NBA career. Oh, you know? a lot of a lot of a lot of those slimmer bigs back then would have might have had. Now, with the exceptions of uh 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 Manute Bowl and Sean Bradley, because remember mm -hmm. they were like they were like the seven six anomalies of their time, but they were right. also all this big. Right. They would I think that they would be able to get off a little better nowadays. With that frail size, because again, we mentioned the name a second ago, KD. We, I think most people thought, yo, KD needs to bulk up, get bigger, this, that, and the third. 
but he his game showed he didn't have to. Yeah, you but know, he did. He did a little bit. He did a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's just growing with age, though. Uh-huh. You know, that's this is kind of age, kind of gives you more bulk. You know, even LeBron James looks bulky and that well, looks more muscular, though he's thirty eight, but he's you know million dollars on his body a year to make sure he stays and looks that that's way, a fact. as that's they a fact. say. You know what I'm saying? But the the yeah, the Victor Wamayama and his size, I think it's going to be okay for today's game because the way his game is. And I never got, to, I haven't yet to get to watch the, a full game of his yet. But highlights and in moments that I've seen of him play, the kid's got it. He's got it kind of like a KD, but taller. He got the long game. He get you know he could shoot from deep. He got the mid range. He got moves to the basket. I would like to see what more of what his rebounding and playing in the paint is. Again, they, I, yeah, everything I've seen from him, he was at he was at the three point line. I don't I know I never seen him with a back with his back to the basket. You know I've seen a little bit of playmaking. Um, again, I mean, and and and. This is me watching Webinyama and, and seeing as much as as much mixtape as him, quote unquote, as Zion. Zion is everything. Everything you see with Zion, he's going hard in the paint. You know, pause. But there was never no back to the basket. You know, traditional um, big man moves. I, I you know I never seen no post no post moves or nothing like that. Always facing the basket from the three point line. So. I don't know. I mean, everyone, everyone is drinking is drinking the um Webinyama Kool Aid, but I still, I don't know. I still haven't seen much. I, I, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Him, he's going to the right coach. He's going. He's going. He's going to the right coach, right. right organization. Um, I would love to see a Popovich, you know, uh, uh that Spurs blueprint. You know, I, I I love to see that because it will either make or break you. Make yeah. make being being uh, Ginobili, Duncan Robinson, or break Kawhi Leonard, Devontae uh, Murray. You know, so we'll see. Well, I don't see. I I I can't. I would. I was gonna go a different way, but I have to pause on that. Um, the Kawhi break. I don't think. I don't. Popovich didn't break Kawhi Leonard. I think he put Kawhi in the right positions to be able to elevate himself to where he was able to get to where he could go to Toronto, win a championship. But then Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi is his own worst enemy because he can't stay healthy. Or when he is healthy, he's not but coming they back they, in. The, pop, pop, pop knew the talent. Pop knew the talent that he had. He never wanted him to leave San Antonio. I agree. You know? So that that's where that's where I don't know. I that's where I see that's where I see that uh I'm not, you know, maybe maybe Kawhi was not built for San Antonio and and Popovich's style of, of doing things, you know. Yeah, no, I I, I get it and I understand, but no, but uh but Again, Victor, there's this there is something special about this kid. Like I see it. But again, I think it kind of goes back to what I said about Jokic and how when when TJ mentioned the 
I don't think we've seen this type of guy before. I think once again, it's because we haven't seen big. Well, we've seen, no, we've seen big men do what Victor Wabanyaba is doing now, but how a lot of them, not everybody translates when they come into the NBA. Correct. I think that's right. I you know I think that's kind of where the difference sets in is it's like wh- how is he going to transition to the NBA game overseas game we already know it's a totally different game most of most of the leagues overseas uh seem a little more free flowing and like the best of the best like stand out stand like they stand out crazy. Like that's why we got a Luka Doncic that can play the way he plays, and and, right. and looks it looks so spectacular here because it fit in the NBA's game. But overseas, but, he looked like he was the greatest, one of the greatest ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same same thing with what Victor's doing right now. Like overseas, he's looking like he's the generational could be. You know, up there talking about him in the future as like top five to ten type of player. Overseas, Dan. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. French French players. French players do well. French players do do well for whatever reason. In, in that in that in that part of Europe, you wow. know, French players do well. You know, you got your Tony Parkers, you got your Boris Diaz, and it's it's not it's not it's not like they it's not like it's just one position. Like you know, either the four or the five. You could be the one, i.e., Tony Parker. You could be the three, like like DL play could play the three, four, or five. You know, for whatever reason, France French players do well. You know, so we'll see. Right, 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 right. But TJ, yeah, we we left off TJ while you were gone, just like briefly going over, like we kind of transitioned into like Victor Wambanyamba and how, like he's like the the. The generational talent that's kind of the the new prototype for the big that can do it all. But we also think like partially his size and his slim. Well, I can't. You know what? I can't even put a lot of stock into how skinny he is right now. Because, again, we mentioned KD. We mentioned AD, who AD is a little thicker, but is fragile. You know what I'm saying? They call him Mr. Glass for a reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they've been calling AD Mr. Glass for a reason. But uh, I don't know, man. Like with Victor, it's it it the, Victor Wamayamba is one of the biggest, in my opinion. Let's wait hey, and see. Yo. What happened? No, it's, I came in. You talking about uh, how Victor Wamayamba was, was the biggest? But go ahead. I, yeah, I said one of the biggest wait and sees. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no AOs on that right there. <laughs> <laughs> no AOs. But um, but nah, man. Yeah, we we have to wait and see, man. Um, like I said, like like I touched on, and you know, we had, we had touched on. Rebenyama has come in. Has has Rebenyama has come into a time where the NBA is conducive to his style of play you know Absolutely. with him being yeah yes Absolutely. you know so so yeah we, we have to wait and see on that man yeah but what else can we wait and see on so now that 
TJ's trying to get his shit together. He had to change up the headphones. Had to go with the classic. Uh, black yeah, I'm back now. I'm back now. I had to yeah. switch my daughter off. Uh, she's uh, she she was with me the whole weekend, and her mom came and picked her up. So okay, okay. Not, she she's not old enough to to do the pass off on her own. <laughs> she could have, but it was nice that her mom picked her up today. So yeah, that's cool. She wished you happy birthday and all that. You all know, of that. We, all that. We, we no bad blood between us anymore. So that's what's up, man. It took a long time, brother. It took a long yeah, time. Happens, anymore. Long so, so I hear the key word is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> took a yeah, long I'm, time. A lot of healing yeah. with that shit. Yeah. That's a game that I'm not never trying to get into. Bro, please. Don't, it'll, don't. It'll, It'll age you like no other, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, you're aged, you know, recently, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like coming off a party and hard and you wide the fuck awake today. I'm impressed. Yo, because I don't get hangovers, bro. I've yo, never TJ, had a hangover yo, in my entire life. Yo, TJ, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. I, I mean, I don't, I, don't know if you want, I don't know if you want people to tell people to know your age. Yeah, man. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm so. Now. So you're you're the you're the youngest fifty year old that I know, man. Everybody you know says that, man. Thank you, though. <laughs> thank and, you. you know that. So my hats off to you. You know what I'm saying? Gotta thank Mom Dukes for that. The jeans, bro. The jeans. Yeah. It's the jeans, man. People swear I'm 38, man. I'm like, yep, mm -hmm. yep. Take it. Because you look way older than me, dogs. I be telling oh. people that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't share my age with everybody. You know what I'm saying? People get upset <laughs> and shit. They be get upset, especially them, um, those uh, uh, chalky people. You know what I'm saying? They don't like that when they hear chalky <laughs> people. It's a special level level of melanin because I kind of, I not to not to put anything on me, but I kind of share the same shit where. People think my younger brother is older than me. Yo, my brother Chris, he hates that <laughs> shit. He hates that shit. He was like, yo, I thought you was the older brother. I'm like, <laughs> that's what marriage does to you, fam. <laughs> You're welcome. Word. Word, word. Peace, the conscious son in the comments. Yo, what up? What up? Well, what yeah, up, man. So where are we going next, TJ? Oh, where are we going next? Yo, can we talk about the NFL? I, I think we haven't talked about the NFL in a minute, dogs. Well, Did you yeah. hear about what happened with the cell with the commanders? It might be under investigation now. Now that I, I saw the approval, but now that now the shit's under investigation. Yeah, because they think because they think they got like Saudi money involved and shit like that. Oh shit! Yeah, it's not a it's not a good look. Somebody's uh somebody's suing them for five hundred million dollars or some shit like that. Suing who, Dan Gilbert or suing, uh, I mean, Daniel Snyder or... Uh, I think they're suing the NFL for the sale of the team. Which is light money for the NFL, by the way. $500 million ain't shit for the NFL. Yes, let's be clear. They're, they're a multi-billion dollar organization. But um, that shit is wild right now. How do you feel, Dan, about your squad um, going into this uh, offseason right now with, with the people you all got to sign back to stay competitive? I'm I well I, I said it when we covered the draft the other day, man. Like I think we're fine. I've been seeing a lot of the a lot of uh Eagles because I you know I follow the Eagles on TikTok. Right. I've been seeing like this this young group, like they're having fun together. 
Mm. Right now, it, it's off season. You know, they they're up to the voluntary off season workouts, mm-hmm. and I seen Jalen Hurts there. Mm-hmm. That's a bonus. Like that's like a to me. Well, he's got his money not, already, so yeah. But here's the thing: as we normally see traditionally, when you get your money and throwing them the big air quotes, a lot of those quarterbacks fall back and tend to wait until it's mandatory. I feel and, that's the older quarterbacks as much, not as much as the younger quarterbacks, though. But even with some of these younger quarterbacks, we don't see a lot of the younger quarterbacks going, especially right. when you're on contract number two. Right. But the factor of like to me, it's showing me what I'm everything that I'm seeing again. Like mm-hmm. I see these guys having fun together, doing all the Eagles charity events, things like that. Seeing some of the off-season workout videos and things like that. Like I see they are not taking last year for granted. And uh, oh, okay. the, uh, it, that's how I see it. And right. on, on a wave uh, and mindset of, yo, we can do this again. And that's what that tells me just by seeing, I think I seen Devontae and and Jalen and I think I saw AJ in a video or two but the veterans that was in the Super Bowl with the team last year were at uh at the voluntary offseason is Man, Kelsey it's coming mandatory. back I believe so I, I'd have back. to look into it but okay you know it's it's mandatory for the rookies is mandatory camp for the rookies but volunteer mm-hmm. for the vets so mm-hmm. to see the vets there with the rookies that just tells me this team building is shaping up to be just fine. Like I said, I'm still at minimum right now calling for a division win and a great playoff run is all I want to see. And I'll be happy okay. because we're, we're technically, we're still young. Right. Conscious son says Eagles will be fine. They got replacements and younger talent. Only thing that will stop them is injuries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Injuries and any other kind of sports reporter who dares to try to call us a fucking dream team, which we're not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that curse. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need we, we don't need that bad juju on us. Today. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you though. Haven't said. Haven't said that. Haven't said all that. Right. Yeah. The Giants. The Giants. I like the direction they're going, but <clears throat> it hasn't been enough for them to for me to. For them to move the needle, they're not make they're not taking the next step yet. It's it's no. a development. They overachieved last year. We can admit that. Correct. We, Correct. I, I like what they did with some pieces on the defensive side of the ball, and they tried to solidify the O line a little bit. The only thing that really worries me is what they're going to do with Saquon. I hope they can extend them, but they pulled their original offer off the table, and yeah. now they're like they're playing games. They're, like, they're playing games with Saquon. They're like they like happy if he uh, he has to take the. Yeah, fucking um franchise tag. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's right. And you know the difference between. I mean, who are we to say like what's the difference between 10 million and 13 million? Like we could give a shit, but to him, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's in that mode, but um, I like they got some they got some depth at wide receiver now. We have some actual people that can catch the ball. I really am interested and excited about this uh, Waller situation with our tight end. Like we got. We stole him from like the Raiders. I, I'm really, if he can stay healthy, that could be a real problem. Big gift. That could be a, that could be a real problem. It's a big I know gift, it's though. a lot. It's every year is a big gift. Like the like Curse said, injuries, man. 
it's the NFL and injuries are going to happen. Just to who they happen to is what is what matters the most. If it's a secondary player, you can kind of get by with that. But if it's a main cog in your wheel, that shit can up and it's it's also about how you and this is why the NFL is so layered. Like you gotta have somebody who's behind them who's almost just as good as the guy they replace. Like that shit yeah. is hard, bro. It's beyond the, tough. Yeah, the 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 talent that drops off from a starter to a backup is significant. Yeah. At a lot of positions, man. It's and 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 the NFL is all about exposing you. As soon as somebody goes down, they're attacking a backup on the next play. You know what that's, I'm saying? They're that's attacking. why, like, to what you're saying now is like when when my Eagles did win the Super Bowl. Look at if you look at the layer of depth we had across the board, like just from the running back position. Like I forget that Legarrette Blunt was an option for us, right? <laughs> like, and it was Legarrette Blunt. Um, I forgot the other running back, and I think Boston Scott was there. And we, also, like, we the backup quarterback did. I mean. That 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 that's what really made the season for y'all. You know the, what I'm saying? The backup like, quarterback saved the day after yeah. once again, as I like to always say, Carson Wentz. He cooked the dinner. He set the table nice. He set neatly. the table. He put the forks and the spoons and the knives where they're supposed to go. <laughs> and then Nick Foles finished the food. He yeah. he's, he hosted the dinner party and closed out the show. Yep. Yep, and, that, and you know got- what? You know what? And a lot of teams could have, a, a lot of teams in that position might have folded because the mm-hmm. backup situation is nowhere near as strong as the starter. But Nick Foles yeah. had a lot of confidence. He trusted his offense. Mind you, excuse me, the talent around him helped tremendously. And that's what got him over the hump. You know what I'm saying? Like to, to put him in a position to win it all. So, mm-hmm. like, that's one of the few sports where the where the backup where the talent it just it just drops off a cliff from starter to backup. It's insane. I don't think any other sport is like that. Not baseball, uh, basketball. You can you can get away with it unless it's your main 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 player. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody. If Kobe goes down, there's nobody replacing Kobe Bryant. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that. That's just a generational talent. Same thing with LeBron. Like you're not gonna get. Those 24 points, eight rebounds, and nine assists. That's just off the table at that point. Right. And you need as a collective group to make that bring that up. And that's sometimes that's hard to coach. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But but, but yo, like, while we're on football, not to take control. Yeah, go it's, ahead. It's, it's going back to you. We have to say rest in peace to the legend of all legends in the NFL. When the world lost Jim Brown at the age of 87. Yes, a few days ago this week, and so this dude, man, like <laughs> when they say, like when they try to name like best players ever, type you know, type players. If you put Jim Brown at number one, I can't be mad at you. You know, I remember the NFL Network put Jerry Rice at number one. I'm okay with that to a point, but there was no Jim what, Brown though. There's never for been what, another Jim Brown. Yeah, bro. for what Jim Brown did in what I think he had a nine and ten year career. Very short. Yeah. Held held the Russian title forever until I think what till Walter Payton took it over, right? Yep. Freaking and then think about that. He held that record for so damn long. 
playing less games, watching, watching, watching his highlights. Like the dude legitimately was unstoppable. When he was the a game man was, amongst boys, bro. But the game was way more violent back then. Way more violent. <laughs> <laughs> way this shit more was crime. It was a crime. It was a crime, bro. <laughs> Yo, four, four sport athlete. And yeah, lacrosse. Lacrosse is a monster. I was about to mention how everybody said lacrosse was his best sport. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even football. It wasn't even football, but then transitioned what? into acting. You know, it then transitioned into acting, and 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 you know, obviously a, a political uh, political act activism and stuff. But like that's that. the thing, Dan. He did a complete one eighty. Like he was black yes, power. Jim Brown over Jim Thorpe. Always. He 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 was all black power movement. Was all for the cause, and then like now you see him standing next to Trump. He's just like, how? How did that happen? But here's the thing. See, and I mentioned this when it happened, too, because, yeah, we took shots at him. We took shots at Steve Harvey. We did it on this podcast. Everybody in the world did it. I don't give a fuck who's in office. If you're trying to work for your people, you go have that conversation. Yes, you do. But I I don't think he was having that conversation with. We don't know what they had. My my bad. But we don't know what they had in closed doors. We don't know what they had, the kind of conversation they had behind closed doors. Steve Harvey mentioned it on his radio show, the type of conversation he had with Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but when we've seen the pictures, obviously, we know that Trump was about the photo op. Right. And so that's what it looked like when you don't know what the conversation is and how reaction, you know, instant reactionary the Internet is. You're just going to see a picture and it's like, oh, shit, oh, it's that, that, blah, 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 blah. Nobody says the same things about Trump in the 80s, taking all the pictures with all the rappers, Tyson, all that. You know, they don't go backwards backwards and talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Guess who's the black Trump? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. But yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely a legend. Oh, I mean. You can definitely call him a goat. He was definitely the goat of the running back position, bar none. And like you said, you watch the clips. He, he, he could run you over. He didn't have to run you over. He could just juke you out your shoes, you leave you standing there. And he was fast. He was a big dude, but he was fast. Like nobody saw that combination of size and speed before. And like I said with Jokic, his talent trans- transcended errors. Jim Brown could have played in any era. Of the sport, and he'd probably be even more dominant now with the way the rules are set up. You know what I'm saying? He'd just be a menace. Maybe only because only well, as you said, well, the game evolves, right? And so yeah, like one of you know, like how we have debates of like, oh, the '80s and the '90s basketball is just that much better than today's kids. This that yada 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 blah blah blah, all that shit, right? Today's kids are faster and stronger mm. almost across the board for the You're most right. part. You're for right. the most part. And you gotta take into account the, the style that the games are played in. Yeah. Would would some of these bigger, faster, stronger kids, how much more could some of these kids do in an era? Where you're playing with Deacon Jones, who's clothesline motherfuckers, bro. I don't know. I think I, I think if some of these kids who are super athletic, if they got smacked the shit out, they'd be like, "Yo, I'm not doing this no more." 
You know what I'm saying? You know what? That's that's taken into account, which this is something I was running through my head for some reason. Like, yo, like I was trying to maybe like maybe I might have tried to. No, I didn't write it yet. But I was thinking of writing it maybe to see if I could start developing jokes again. Maybe to maybe try a, a, a open mic. And one of the things was running through my head yesterday of like, yo. Yeah, our era is better than your era, and we're stronger than your era because think about all the dumb shit we used to do. Niggas used to have rock fights. Used to used to play tackle football in the freaking street on asphalt. Bro, jumping roofs in a you know yard. You know, like and yeah. we'd fall and get right back the fuck up. Where a somebody, a kid now would get slapped, and it's either they're running for a gun or they're crying to mommy. So right. I, I that's that that's a little perspective we do got to Well, play that's in. why I said Jim Brown because he he played in such a violent era of football. If he played the same way he played back then in this era, he'd be considered a menace. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. could choose to run you over. Like there probably be more offensive uh, personal fouls called against him, but for the way he hit people, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like it would have been it probably would have been more violent than a Marshawn Lynch. Right. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, and like, he led sometimes with the crown of his helmet. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he went out to his way to hurt you, if, like, if he wanted to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if he had to. Yeah. Like, he's like, yo, listen, you, I heard all these guys were talking shit about me over there. I'm going to make them feel me today. Literally. And you know, and you know what else, too? Would it, the breaking of tackles. That's what because I'm saying, dog. Today's tackling, like, yeah, it's the today's tackling has changed due to safety reasons, which is well justified and reasonable, valid reasons, you know, because of concussions and things like that. Concussion-wise, they played with harder helmets. I mean, the padding inside the helmets were just like, was limited. It was literally limited. like fucking like iced over, frozen with concrete <laughs> and styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, even, like, even a Christian Accorier, I think he would have stupid numbers. I don't know about this comment here. Oh, Brandon Brandon the Giants remind me of Jim Brown. Nah, bro. Not even close. Nah, bro. I get what you're saying, and nobody really wanted to tackle Jacob's head up like that because he was so big, but he never took advantage of his size the way Jim Brown did. You know what I'm saying? He did in the beginning when people didn't know who he was until he turned into who I call Twinkle Toes and decided to try to run in the outside gaps. And as soon as he started going lateral to try to break, did he have open field speed? Yes. Yes. If he was going lateral to try to get to the outside gaps, it was a wrap for him. Twinkle Toes couldn't tap dance away his his way around nobody. He could he could have had a much better career if he stayed between the tackles because nobody wanted that smoke. Nobody yeah. wanted that smoke. But you know who who reminds me of him a little bit? Eddie George because Eddie George would punish you when he ran between the tackles or the outside. He was a he was a strong yeah. running back. I would I well he he wasn't like a break tackle kind of monster though. Right, I would have wanted to compare him not just because of the teams, but more to an Earl Campbell, mainly in body size, in body size, but not run style. 
You know what, though? In today's game, Jim Brown would have probably been more of a Marshall Falk type, a pass-catching. I I think Jim Brown in today's game would be like a Marshawn Lynch. Mm. But I'm but, gonna just run but, through your face. But more powerful, <laughs> right, right, right. But more, but but, but stronger. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but yes. Conscious said he said that drives me crazy. Jacobs, Henry, Zeke, they ended up changing them into scat backs and taking them away from their strengths. I hate that about football sometimes. Derrick Henry should have been left out of that comment. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Derek Henry Shies, does not shy away from contact at all. And, and he's the anomaly that can do everything that I mentioned that Jacobs couldn't do. Right. You know who was a menace like that? R.I.P. Marion Barber. For like three seasons. Yeah. Yo, he was a problem, bro. They call him the barbarian for a reason. Yo, that dude would look and seek out contact. <laughs> and his breaking and tackle ability was very high. Like, he was definitely running through. I hated him. And he asked, how about Terrell Davis from the Broncos? He or, was an outside runner, too, ED. though. Who was that from the Rams? Oh, Eric Dickerson. Eric, Eric, Eric Dickerson? Eric Dickerson was just different. He Let was me tell you different. something. That was my favorite running back of all time. I loved Eric Dickerson. Like, the way he played the game. He, he, could, run, he could run by you. He could run through you. He could catch. He was super fast. Eric Dickinson was different, man. Eric Dickinson yeah, was now, different. Now, Terrell Davis, to me, like, he was one of my least favorite running backs to watch out of anybody. There was just something about him that was like, all right, he got them two 2,000-yard seasons off with great offensive lines. I'm not taking away from him because he did spectacular. But it right. just his, – his, his career – in my opinion, felt like it got romanticized on how we romanticize Michael Jordan's six years of championship wins. Mm. Terrell Davis, and I say this by way of like, Terrell Davis's career didn't feel that long. But when nobody was scared of, of Terrell Davis. Like, he was like, it's Terrell Davis. Like, he didn't put fear in your team. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, we got to be aware of him. But, it, like, he he. He didn't. He didn't put that. When some there's some players in NFL when he, they step on the field, you feared them. Like LT, you feared that man when he was on the field. Um, Marshall, Mar, Marshall Falk, you feared Marshall Falk because he could burn you so many ways. Here, you know what I'm saying? I got Terrell Davis's stats right now. Regular season, he played from '95 to 2001, so that's three, six, seven years. Seven years. Seven years now. Now accolades, he racked them up: three Pro Bowls, three All Pros, two Super Bowls, AP uh, MVP in '98, Super Bowl MVP for one of the years. Uh, he did the most he, in his time for sure. He did. He yeah. In in a little seven year career, he did a lot. He did a lot, but only, he he only ran for seventy six hundred yards. Damn, he didn't even get ten thousand. Nah, but nah. but what's no. his, what his uh, receiving yards like? And, and well, I'll get to that. I'll get to the receiving yards in a second. But career <clears throat> rushing yards. First year he went eleven uh, seventeen. Then he okay. went up to fifteen thirty eight. Then nice. he went to seventeen fifty. Then he did Ooh. the two thousand and eight. 
Then it just went, I'm sure, due to injury. Yeah, because he played four games, four uh, four games, five games, and then eight games the next season. Mm-hmm. 200, 211 yards, 282, 701. That's, that's why he didn't get to 10,000. So he literally made his whole Hall of Fame career in four years. That's wild. That's crazy. That's but wild, he had, bro. But he had that 2,000-yard Season the one the one two thousand yard season yeah now now we got to remember we I'm gonna look at his receiving yards which altogether was twelve hundred and eighty for his career in that <laughs> in in his era of football it wasn't about the pass catching running backs it was it still the downhill runner mm-hmm. so I I can't I can't fault that and knock that against him it's yeah, just bugged right. out to see you know like when now even more now looking over those numbers. I can't compare him to a Jim Brown. I can't compare him to a Barry Sanders. I can't compare him to a Walter Payton. Even though I hate to mention the name, Emmett Smith. I can't compare him to an Emmett Smith. Yeah, no. You know he didn't saying? run like that. He did not I run like compare, that. You can't you can't compare him to the greatest of the great. I'm not knocking that he made the, the, the Pro Bowl, but when he did, it really made me question at the time why. You know, it it honestly did. It, it had to be a down year for somebody then because <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, he was playing at the tail end of some great careers when he was in would the you, league. Would, so. you say, would you say he was more like a Roger Craig type style uh, player? Not so much runner, but a player. Mm. I don't know. Roger Craig was tough, man. Because Roger, Roger Craig Roger Craig was, was a dual, was like, was like Marshall Falk. He was a dual Quarterback. I mean, running back. Sorry. And here, I'll give you some of Jim Brown's stats so we can bring it back to Jim Brown. He played from 57 to 65. It was three, Eight years. Six, nine years in the league. Nine years. Okay. Nine years, right? Games started. Games played. He played every game for each season. 12, 12, really? 12, 12. 14, 14, 14, 14. Wow, 14. this dude did not miss a game, bro. Well, if if the league was only at 12 games from uh 57. Bro, to 60, but we're talking about yeah. one of the most violent eras of football, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl every year. Oh nine time pro bowler, eight time all pro, one time NFL wow. championship. The only I well, one of the la- probably the last Browns title. Yeah. Three time AP MVP, three time you. UPI MVP, three-time NEA MVP, Hall of Fame, all-60s team, all-rookie team, all-rookie, I mean, rookie of the year in 57, player of the year, uh, yeah, three times college. This is all college shit. But, um, yeah, made the Pro Bowl every single year he played. What was his rushing totals then? His rushing total was 12,312. Now, from from 57 to 65, ran for 942 yards, then 1527, 1329, 1257, 1408, 963, 1446, 1863, 1446. Damn. He was out there killing people. One season was four yards off of a thousand, and the other one was 38, no, 48 yards off or 58 yards off of a thousand. Jesus. Yeah, man. That's consistency right there. And then his receiving was uh, 2,499. Damn. Well, he did catch the ball out of the backfield. 
had yeah, he uh, still had more than Terrell Davis. <laughs> 20, Twenty receiving touchdowns and a hundred rushing touchdowns. You know, like he was unreal for his time. Like you said, it, he showed men amongst boys level of of play. Yeah. All right, Peter Jim Brown. All right, Peter Jim Brown. But we didn't even get to we didn't even get to the real Jim Brown that lasted longer, which was his movie career. Yeah, because a lot. Yeah, uh, people that saw him probably you know kids like when I saw Jim Brown, it wasn't because of football. I saw him in the movies, and my yeah. pops used to, used to tell me he's like, "Yo, Jim are Brown, you, you <laughs> Jim Brown, <laughs> Jim Brown was a problem," and he was like. <laughs> He was like, yo, he was just mean. It was like he was like he just went on the field with a distaste in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like a level of disgust. You know, you know the one thing I remember about Jim Brown, because I never got to watch him play. You know, um, unlike unlike TJ. Um <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, little O. Okay. <laughs> I never got to watch a play, but he, I remember in his highlights, he always used to get up slow, like he was hurt, you know, and and and, and I guess teams would think like, oh, yo, we finally got him, or whatever. <laughs> and now he was like, yo, what, yo what's the next, yo, run the next play. You know, that was that was the one thing I remember in his highlights. You he could just keep feeding him, bro. You could, you could feed him every play of the game, and he'd probably just Wear your defense out, and it was like, yeah, I'm not tackling dude no more. It's yeah. costing me too much of my. I'm making a business decision. I want to walk at the end of my career. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not tackling this dude no more, man. That's crazy. And he wasn't slow. That's the whole deal. He was fast. He was a damn near a record class sprinter. On top of that, the dude was fast. That's he was insane. a freight train every play, yo. Bro, imagine lining up. You've never seen him play before, and you go to like try to put the hammer on him, and he just steps over you, bro. <laughs> can, can you imagine all the separated shoulders, bro? <laughs> bro, not even separate. Your bell was rung, and he was like, "Yo, you got to get up and do this again." <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. I don't even I'm know where the fuck I'm at right now. <laughs> you know I'm taking my injuries. Fuck that. But Jim, but Jim Brown, the actor though. Like I'm looking through these fucking titles. Like, let me get a rib. Is, yeah, <laughs> I, I would say what's because that that's definitely one of my top favorites that he was in. And I'm gonna get you, sucker. I'm gonna yeah. get you, sucker. Yeah. Any any given Sunday is one of my top ones. Yo, that conversation he had with LT, classic, bro. Yeah, classic act. That was real acting right there. Three the hard no, way was you know was three the hard way was a solid movie, you know. But uh, what's what was some of your favorite? It, which is funny is he was even in the beef DVD as is showing in his credits now. As I'm looking, bro, at. do you remember that movie Attack from Mars? He was yeah, in that Mars shit. Attacks, yeah. yeah, Mars attacks. He was oh, hysterical yeah. in that shit. Let me show it on the screen right now. So he was dressed was as a pharaoh your, and shit as a casino what, working in a casino. <laughs> what was some of your favorite Jim Brown movies? That he was in, or he starred in. Well, oh, Three the Hallway. Definitely on any given Sunday. Yeah, I gotta watch. Given... I gotta watch Three the Hallway. But yeah, I remember him from, from. I remember him from. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get you sucker, and but I loved him in Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Because to me, he just epitomized 
you know, the coach, you know, football coach and all that shit. So, but he he brought a level of realness to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, if you played football <clears throat> or you were heavily involved in football, what he's saying was like, I mean, I got, I, of course, he's reading from a script and everything. That shit was well written. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really carried that message across. So it was yeah. dope. Yeah, but dope, that man. movie just, I mean, since on any given Sunday, though, like that movie was like, you know what that was? It's like, as I, I love to bring back and recall, remember the show Playmakers from ESPN? Yes. That the yeah. NFL, the NFL got pulled because it was like, hold up, this shit's a little too real. Any given oh, the Sunday, wild shit. Yeah. Any given Sunday just took that show in, and made it a movie. But it was what came out. first though? Damn, what came first? Any given Sunday. Any given I'm gonna Sunday? Say, well, I think it was yeah. Let me look into that. Let me look into that. because uh, Playmakers was a hell of a show. I gotta go back and watch that again now. Yeah, it's just hard to find. Uh, okay, any uh yeah, no, any given Sunday came first. My bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So I said that backwards. I I I can't retract that statement now because we live. But Playmakers took what Any Given Sunday was and just expanded it in more detail. But Any Given Sunday was literally like, here's the first exposure of what real professional sports look like. You know, and from every aspect of, like you said, the aging veterans, the OG retired veterans that are now coaches to, uh, you know. Even um, Dennis Quaid, who was the old quarterback in that movie, like, you know, right, he was like, like dealing, with, dealing tra- with the quarterback struggle. Right, right, dealing right. And trying the- to save his job and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like same, same thing with the running back situation, which in Playmakers, they expanded on a lot, you know, a, l- a lot differently because in that situation was running back, it was young running back and Omar Gooding coming in to take over for the OG running back who was plagued with injury. And right. Playmakers, it was little LL freaking being the hot shot running back, right. fighting with his quarterback. Right. And the quarterback taking over as a back from backup to starter. And like all those dynamics and shit that we see in the media played out still to this day. Right, yo, that was that was along the lines of of like John Elway being a being a the aging quarterback and Michael Vick coming in, you know, and and trying to get a try and get a start. That was Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that was as Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love currently. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets now, so yeah, totally different now. Just like Brett Favre was, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, those, those, no, those, those were like hit close to home. It gave you a better perspective of how what these athletes deal with real life situations and the wildness they had with money, bro. It shit was crazy. Yeah, the, the shit was crazy. <clears throat> like when you when you get that contract, you can do whatever you want, basically. Word, but I said Jim Jim Brown was just beyond impactful in just way too many ways that could be described and just. Yeah. You know, multi-generational. 20, yeah. 20, yeah. 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 And I said good, good or bad, which the bad is what people perceived with the, the Trump meeting. But like I said right. before, like we don't know what their conversation was. Nope. Listen, Jim Brown, Jim Brown didn't know where he was, man. I, I, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Again, <laughs> again, I can't say that because 
we didn't know what their conversation was. All we saw was the imagery and how could you stand next to this man. But like I said, I don't give a fuck who the leader, I don't give a fuck who the president is, or even if it's like the head of a company or whatever, if you got issues and pressing matters for your people, you go man the fuck up, woman the fuck up, you know, or person the fuck up, however you identify, and have that conversation. You have to. You gotta have the. You gotta have the. You, you have know, to. Whatever people, happens after that conversation is 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 what it is. You know what I'm saying? But like, right. at least you had the conversations. Like, oh, this motherfucker's not gonna listen to me. Okay. All right, right. I see where I stand now. Bring the shit straight to their front door, and whatever the imagery after that, let people talk. Unless you bring out what the conversation was, let people talk. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but he might have been in that room working on some shit that probably do better now that we don't know. We, we hope. would hope. Yeah, we, we would hope. hope. We gotta hope at this point. We gotta hope. But he's he led a life that helped us in many a ways that you know many things i mean if you're an athlete i mean you can see in today's stars now that's what you want to model your career after a secondary life because you retire at such a young age you need a second stream of income and not it's not going to be as great maybe as what you made in the league but you know you still want to be averaging maybe three to five million or something like that which sounds insane anyway but you still want to, you don't want to be living check to check 20 years down the road because right. the NFL pension ain't built for you to live like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. But the NFL, the current NFL salaries, though, are totally different. And nowadays, the it's really still, it's only the top of the top players are gaining right. generational wealth. Right. And and that that's a huge difference. So, like, a player like him in today's game should be on, like, a Deshaun Watson level contract. Should be right. on like a, a a Lamar Jackson level contract because his level of talent you can't replace or mistake. Like you know what? It's, it's funny that you say that, but look look at JJ Redick, right? What he's done post career, right? He was a good basketball player. Even um, what's the dude? Richard, the three point Richard sh- Jefferson. Richard Jefferson, Stat. the white dude. Uh, Tim, Tim. Um, the fuck is his name? I can't remember. He's Tim on ESPN. Back? No, Tim no, Hassel the back. NBA. No, the the, the oh, three Tim, point special. Tom, uh, Tim Legley. Legler, Legler. Legler, yeah. Legler, yeah. Like he was, he was a specialist at his thing. Like he wasn't dominating no games or nothing like that. But he took his right, career right, right. and made himself better. He's probably making more money now than he's ever made in the NBA. Basically, you know right. what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and, you and, could say been doing it longer than NBA. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm sure not- he's got shooting camps and shit like that where he's helping uh-huh. and developing young players and stuff like that. But like a lot of these guys who who were, you know, you know, valuable role players on their team, they weren't they just wasn't the star continue in their career. Look at Ryan Clark. You know, I mean, he was a good defensive back, but he wasn't no Deion Sanders, Sean Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he wasn't that guy, but he's made himself and he's extended his Dominic Foxworth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like these players we, were good. We lost you right when you said uh because we fro- we all froze. Okay, but, uh, yeah, you said Ryan Clark, Dominique Foxworth, freaking yeah, Richard, like Richard Jefferson, freaking right. Vince Car Vince Carter. Like I said, um um and says stat and then what's his name? Um they do uh up in smoke or all the smoke. Oh um, um Matt um Matt Barnes. 
Yeah, Matt Barnes, <clears throat> Stephen Jackson, yeah. Stephen Jackson. Steven like, Jackson. I was gonna yeah, say, yo, yo, look for look for this guy. Look for this guy to get his own show, uh, um, Reddick, because to me, you know, he to me he's one of the better uh, analysts on on um, on ESPN right now. You know, he's definitely the, he's definitely the only one that's gonna that's gonna challenge what Stephen A. says. Oh, and, he's done, and he's done it many a times. Yes, yeah. Reddick, JD, oh, JJ Reddick, yeah, 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 Reddick, Reddick. You know what? Reddick gives you the real like. We I was did. in the we locker got, room. We got the vibration waves on the screen too. Yeah. <laughs> go back, go back, go back and look at this from the hour and eight minute mark, and you're gonna see the waves on your screen from the yeah, yeah. That don't happen to oh. No. <laughs> but we got a question. We got a question. I'm sorry that I cut your your statement off, but. It said, "Who is really better, Ed Reed or Troy Palomalo? It's Ed Reed, Ooh. no brainer. Oh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed. It's it's it's. Ed I Reed. don't know, it's, man. I just saw a highlight clip of Palomalo. He was a monster, dude. I he was, a, he was a monster hitter. Ed Reed did it all, and I'm not. And no, Reed, no, Palomalo no got interceptions. Oh, you know what? Let's I'm, pull it up right now. Pull it up right no, now. Go ahead, talk, but no, you bias is Ed Reed. No, I'm not. I'm not calling bias for either player." But no, I'm just me, saying, me, me. Okay. Oh no, Miami. <laughs> me. <right? Yeah. laughs> no, me. Yo, I wish, I wish, I wish Jamal, I wish Jamal was here for the, for this question. But to me, I think, I think what what set Ed Reed apart from Paul Marlin, he was a ball hawk, man. He he was like he was like LeBron James. He was like LeBron James on the court. That's how he was on the field. Like like he knew everybody's play where everybody was supposed to go. Palomalo you know, is the same thing, man. That's why he got so many. Like Palomalo was in backfields, like you know what I'm saying, at the handoff. You gotta mm. understand, Palomalo was a different dude. He was the only one jumping. He was the first guy to jump over offensive linemen to get in the backfield to break up a handoff. You know what I'm saying? A third and one, and Palomalo's leaping over guys half his size. You know what All I'm right, saying? So we're like gonna, we're gonna we're gonna start with Troy. All right, just give the total. Eight time Pro Bowler, four time All Pro, two time Super Bowl champ. To all you know, all team 2000s defensive player year 2010. The stats defensive interceptions, interceptions 32 on the career, touchdowns okay. three. How many fumbles, sacks? Four, forced fumbles 14, fumble recovery seven, sacks 12, okay. total tackles, combo 783, solo 583. Assisted Damn. 200. So the combo, the combination is is solo and assisted. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say QB hits 12. That don't make sense. No, it don't make sense. It don't make sense if he had, he... if he had, no, QB hits 12, that goes right along with 12 sacks. Let's go to Ed Reed. Let me make sure it changed on the screen. I believe I'm on Ed Reed, right? Let me, I'm just making sure for the people. Nope, I didn't go to Ed Reed. No, yeah, it's I, not there yet. I gotta, yeah, I got to stop share, go back. And now I'm clicking Ed Reed stats. He probably got more interceptions. And as we're looking through, nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ, same 2000s All-Team, Hall of Fame All-Team, couple more awards, uh, Overall, overall career numbers, 
Interceptions, 64. Damn, Touchdown. we doubled them up. Touchdown, seven. They're about even on that. No, he's got four more than Troy. Okay. Um. Uh, 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 forced fumbles, 11. Troy had 14. So they're not they're not technically not far off. No, they they they're almost Sacks, the same person. Sacks so, Troy had Troy had six more. And tackles was close to the you know, close to the same. Okay, so he had them two on his field at the same time. I'm take I'm still taking Ed Reed. Yeah, no, Ed, yeah, I, give you, I give you that. Ed Reed was a a field general for sure. All right, so you want to know what Chad GBC says says? <clears throat> We said no AI. We don't know, nah, but go ahead. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, say it, say it. No, no, no. All right. So Chat GPT says both Ed Reed and Paul and George Palomar were uh, outstanding NFL safeties, and it's difficult to definitely say who's better. Ed Reed was known for his incredible ball hawking skills and ability to create turnovers. He finished his career with 64 turnovers, 64 interceptions, and 13 uh, defensive touchdowns, and was known for his ability to reach quarterbacks and anticipate their throws. And he was also a strong tackler and leader on the field. Troy Pomalu was known for his versatility and his ability to make game-changing plays. He was a hard-hitting safety with excellent coverage skills and was known for his ability to blitz the quarterback and disrupt um, opposing court uh, offenses. His he finished his career with 32 interceptions and 14 forced fumbles, and was a key player on the Steelers' defense mm-hmm. during their Super Bowl victories. Yeah, so, yeah, he was a he. Palomalo was a huge disruptor, but for me, I like Ed Reed's leadership and 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 capping abilities on the field. Yes, more than anything, like that's that's where I, Ed Reed could do the same, but like to to, to get the ball past him was difficult. Yes, they, they they are pretty much equal. I like yo his defenses, Ed Reed's defenses, and 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 you know it, it's initially you want to say oh it's luck, you know you just play with good teams, but did he really though? Because you come from Miami. Hurricanes defense, you know, where we all we 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 spoke at length about the Miami Hurricanes, you know, the Kings greatest college team ever. Yeah, correct. Correct. And then he goes to another monster defense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's like, damn, is it him or what he just what he just lucked into? Because you had you had you had Ed Reed, you had Bart Scott, you had Ray Lewis. You got all these guys. You got Wayne Martindale at, at, at as a coordinator. Tony, you know, Sarah so yeah. I mean, is, is he it, was he was definitely a byproduct of of that defensive line getting to the quarterback and fucking it up. Yeah, but here's the difference, though. All right, but he was a byproduct. But when the byproduct or air quotes byproduct stands out above everybody yes. else, like yes. Yes. You are the fucking man. Like yes. you are the man. Yeah, you, you, you are the man. Yes, because because this this is why this is why I kind of disagree with with TJ because you think about you think about those those Giants teams that won um the one Super Bowl the last two Super Bowls we won. Yeah, their safeties their 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 secondary 
who remembers that secondary? Oh, it was no, that Ryan? line. It was a yeah. line that made that made everybody great. You know what? I, I'm I'm going to agree with you, but listen, as great as that defense was, the Giants always had to come back and win a lot of games in those and especially in that first that first with Eli, that first Eli Super Bowl. The defense mm. was great, but we were always playing from behind, bro. When yeah. we got the lead, we put the hammer down. But, you know, we have to get close or tie the game up. And then you could worry about now the defense is putting the clamps on you. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy right. by by far. And people always knock Eli for this. I'm like, Eli had, like, the most fourth-quarter comebacks in the of the year that year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you can't just – you just can't and, say it was just the defense. Well, you know what it is with Eli? It's – you got you got to look at the career overall. Yes, and 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 all he did he did what he was supposed to do at the right times. Yes, you can't you can't knock him for that. No, you did, did what you're supposed to do. At he the didn't right lose time. the game, Dan. He did not lose the game for them, right. and that's Correct. what people fail to realize. He did not put him in a situation where they were going to lose the game, and he, we right. didn't have the greatest wide receivers either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, outside of Odell, <laughs> outside of Odell, we really hadn't had a wide receiver like that. You know well, what I'm Vicky saying? Cruz, Vicky Cruz was decent. He was good, but he was more of a slot receiver, bro. Like he wasn't burning people on the outside like that, like a Randy Moss, like a like a Des Bryant. There were so many better wide receivers. You forgot he was playing in the era of Megatron. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have Plaxico Burris was good. But he wasn't putting the fear of God in people when he's lined up across from them. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it was just different. Especially after getting after shooting himself. Check <laughs> <Jenny> Bob. <laughs> no knock on my Giants team, though. You know what I'm saying? They did what they had to do to nobody win. Feared yeah, nobody feared anything. And they were never picked to win anything. In Pittsburgh, you know what I'm it was a problem. Right, and they were going in like six seeds. Yeah, like nobody says like, "Oh, I see the Giants as a dark horse." They didn't even consider us a dark horse. They didn't even consider us a dark horse. No. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying, like out of the blue, and every 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 step it was like they're still going against the Giants. Every step of the way, they were still picking the better team. Rightfully so, we hadn't proved anything to anybody. So I get that. I get that, I that immensely. Yeah. But you got to admit, the Giants' offensive line was the real deal. It was a real deal. And what proved the, to me that Eli right was time, a great... Yeah. And what proved to me that Eli was a great quarterback was that championship game against that monster defense in San Francisco. That championship game that they got to the Super Bowl and they killed Eli Manning. He got up and his helmet was facing another way. He <laughs> I that remember shit. that. Yo, he got clocked relentlessly. I didn't know how tough this dude was after until I saw that game. Like, yeah. They after that he they were he feared nothing after that because San Fran beat the shit out of him, and right. San Fran had a top notch. Their linebackers were phenomenal that year, and they had a decent um pass rush as well. The secondary was like, but 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 after after each Super Bowl season, it was like right back to who they for, are who yeah, they, it, they were. Right, it fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. And but again, I can't be mad because once again, you did what you're supposed to do at the right time. 
when accounted. Yep. Correct. And that's what that's that's what everybody should strive for in the playoffs to get when the money's the on the table. Who's showing up? Joel Embiid, exactly. James Harden, <laughs> Jalen Brunson. Shout out to Jalen Brunson for doing what you chill, do. Chill, chill. We did what we did what we had to do. We're real. Now, shout shout out to Jalen Brunson for doing what you had to do. Exactly. Side derail one more time for me, before, you know, because again, this was TJ's show to. Uh, sorry, to sorry. Hakeem. No, 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 no. It was it, me. Dude. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah. I saw. <laughs> Where's Hakeem Nix now, my guy? He's not even on TV. <laughs> Back in North Carolina, I guess. Stephen A. had said, and this was his opinion, but he said, if Mike D'Antoni becomes the new coach of the 76ers, this is all James Harden's fault. Do y'all no, agree or disagree? I, I completely oh, disagree. disagree with this shit. Completely disagree. That's not going to change the outcome of that team. Mike, how many rings does Mike D'Antoni have? I'll wait. Zero. I'll wait. We'll, we'll keep waiting. And but, but more importantly, what style of offense are going to run? So what, When's the uh, last time as Mike D'Antoni coach? Is he even like a, a <laughs> coach on a, on a staff anywhere? Where's Mike Where the fuck was he coach? He was coaching somewhere. He was assistant coach somewhere. I forgot. You know, but he 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 usually has two different styles of coaching. Either we're gonna run up and down the court, or we're just gonna play ISO ball. You know, for twenty seconds. Seven seconds or less, bro. Seven seconds or less, man. He made that shit popular. You know, so I don't know. He was the last assistant coach with the Nets in 2021. So okay, he's been at the game for what minutes. four or five years now. Yeah, he's been out for a minute. But let's Why would you even bring him back now? Why even mention his years. name? Why even mention his name? Let's see. As a player, I'll be honest with you. I would rather bring back David Black. They should go get Mike Atkinson, the guy that they let go. I really want the Nets. I really want the Knicks to get him. Because he's he's a hell of a coach. Kenny Atkinson, my bad. Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, Kenny Atkinson. He's Kenny Atkinson is, is a hell of a coach when it comes to development. He knows how to develop his players. So I would rather the Knicks get him. You know, but my my compatriots on the show believe in uh, you know, letting things cook. We're gonna let things no. cook with Thibodeau. So uh so, Maybe but who would, who would, I mean, because there's a plethora of good coaches that would let go. That was ridiculous. Um, they should have never, like, we discussed it with the week before about these head coaches that we were did. being let we go. Did. And, and I mean, is would if we had Mike Budenholzer, right, is he going to change the, the landscape for the Knicks of getting to the second round? Yes. Yes. You think so? He got a ring. He got a ring, so yes. All right, but do does he get a ring with Julius Randle? No, we're we're, we're who Julius who? He's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking out of here. <laughs> so that's that leads me to the next part of the conversation because uh, as a Knicks fan, I need to I need to hear y'all opinions of what we need to do this offseason to elevate us ourselves. We're still a, a, a player away, no doubt. 
And to replace Julius Randle's production of 25 and 10 is going to be hard to do unless we get somebody of equal talent or uh, more people for him to equal that that number. And I, I don't know where we go from there to get that. I don't know who's my opinion. See who the big see who some of the big name free agents are. I think Jason Jalen Brown is a free agent this year. Yeah, but does he want to come to New York? Do we need another person in his position? I don't think so. I need think we need somebody. We need somebody in the three or the four. That's solid. Who's available? Like this is not a this is not adding like a Drew Holiday to the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like stay patient and see who becomes available. Yes. So my, I, thing, so, my thing so, is monitor uh, right. the Milwaukee situation with Giannis. Like I'd give away the fucking all our draft picks and maybe Julius and I don't know. I don't want to give up Barrett because he had such a strong playoff I, and quickly is on his way to becoming a great player. But we might have to do that to get a guy like Giannis because he changes the landscape of that team. Okay, so I, so here. This this is this is what frightens me, right? I remember I remember growing up watching, well, not really watching, but but you know you, you see the box scores, the Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Hawks during the early during the late eighties, early nineties, they never got out of the second round. They 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 did just enough to make the playoffs. Right. That's where the Knicks are at right now. But they're in we a better position because they have younger talent. They have draft capital. We have right. all. We have all. We have more than most, pretty much any team in the NBA right now to pull off besides, a phenomenal besides deal. OKC. Besides OKC, yeah, but I mean, who's going to Oklahoma, bro? It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's in I the mean, middle of nowhere. Now I get that you could be a star anywhere, you, anywhere you're at now. Yes. Yes, but your star is going to burn and shine much brighter in one place than it is over another. That's just facts. That's just facts. But it's like it's like you look at Philly's situation. Nobody goes to Philly unless they're traded to Philly. And we call, we're going back to the AI years. Nobody played with Iverson to help him get across that hump. He went to the yeah. fighters world with Eric Snow. Matumbo, Matumbo tried. Theo Ratliff. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nobody was like, yo, that's it. I need to jump on that bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's great, going you know, to Oakland. Great point. When you when you really think about that, though, with Philly, like, it's you're drafted yeah. there. You're drafted there. Yeah. Or, Nobody or, ran you're in, or you're in a situation like James Harden where he, they, you know, they kind of granted him the, you know, where do you want to go? Right. You know what I'm saying? And they was able to give him a great package for it. But that's yeah, like I yeah. When you really think about it, over the years, especially when they you know the years of they just got good, which is now the last five, right? You know they were all draft picks. Yeah. So what was the process for? Like like what was all that tanking for? They had to get great they, draft picks, and they got they passed over other people to get people of lesser value. They passed over Tatum. They passed over so many. Talented players to get these other players. Where's J- Jalil Okafor now? Where's Michael Carter Williams at? Yeah, have, you know what I'm saying. Like, where are these dudes at? N- Nerlens Noel is a backup at best. 
the right thing, now. the thing about situations like that is always the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Because but that goes on to the front office, Dan. But we don't know, yeah, but we don't know what they'll end up being. I.e., when you mentioned last week, they had two AIs, and the one that I'm going to mention is Andre Iguodala. Right. He balled out in Philly, but it was he like did. Philly didn't have enough. And it, it was just like, okay, we see this kid's potential. We saw, we saw where he really shined once Golden State built what they built. Right. And then he had his role. And was fine. It's almost like a second career for him. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Forget he was in Philly. Right. Yeah. At one time, I almost forgot he was in Philly, but that's where he started. But that's the thing. You don't know what you got sometimes until you can build properly around it. And Look at the Marbury around. Garnett situation in Minnesota. Nobody was going there. And they right. were a force, bro. They were a dynamic duo. They were one small forward away from being phenomenal phenomenal right. team yeah phenomenal right. team kg and marbury were unstoppable but they were missing one player they were yeah. still missing a player man nobody's voluntary be going to fucking minnesota i'm sorry it's just not yeah. a desirable location so the question then the question is then new york new york is the most desirable on paper without thinking about it I, I hate to use the word on paper, but without thinking about it, New York is one of the most desirable places outside of South Beach to go. Also, also, oh, it's a make or break. It's a make you or break you town. Look how yeah. many famous Not people play in, in, in all sports, in all sports in New York, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, even hockey, that we've had big names and they fucking cowered under the lights, bro. Yeah, it goes to that's that goes true. to what I just that goes to what I just said about Philly, and that and and the Iguodala thing, but uh, yeah, New York isn't like I, I you could almost say New York. Speaking of the Knicks, that is is it it's in in many eyes it's not the most desirable because still who's the ownership group, and right? He and and Dolan played a large factor. Now, yeah, World Wide West behind the scenes now makes it a different story. But at the time, let's remember how KD yes. dissed us. Yeah. But went to, but went to Brooklyn to shit the bed. So thank God like, we know, didn't get those. Thank God we didn't get him and Kyrie, man. No, I would have been happy because it might have been a different story. Oh, I see what you're saying. The Knicks. If you look at it like that, it may have been a totally different scenario. With the Knicks, but the Nets, the hype train was flooded in. They weren't coached well, or well, they had great coaching, but it didn't produce well. You know, it didn't produce well. And then the surrounding pieces just weren't enough. Like everybody felt like they were babies in the league when when the when they were over there. That was their surrounding cast. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to we got to see who Joe Harris was by way of the three-point contest. And then he got a little bit of shine, you know what I'm saying? Um, their center, I forgot the dude's name, who I think he's in Cleveland now, but he was decent. You know, he was oh, decent. Oh, Jared, um, Jared Allen. Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. You know, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had uh, his couple shining moments here and there. You know what? That reminded me of the old Nets teams when Frank Wright was um, coaching them, and they had Kenyon and Richard Jefferson. But they had phenomenal players like VC and Jason Kidd. But so that that. Well, before yeah. it didn't get over the hump until yeah, they, finally yeah. 
hit their two year run of making the finals. Right. And, and be clear, be clear. Jason Kidd was probably the second best player in the NBA. Well, Jason when he was, Jason when he was with the Nets. Favorite, he's my favorite, all time favorite point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like behind behind uh, Shaq, he he carried that Nets team to the finals by himself. That he did. You know. That Facts. He did. Facts. Word. But TJ, do we have anything else? Um, let's see. Let's see. I don't feel like talking about politics today. It's not a day for that. <laughs> uh, nah, it's not a day for that. Um, I don't know. This was this has been a great show so far. Oh, I didn't get your opinions on like what, which, 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 what we should do with Julius though. Are, are, are you ready to let him go? Keep him until we could get somebody to replace him. That's my point. Okay. Um, that Portland Portland has a third pick. Um, shit. They're not Can letting go. Of, they're not letting go of Dame. They're not letting go of uh, Dame time. They're trying to build something to make to to show that they they're trying to make a, a good run at it. They're willing to trade the third pick for a, a boatload of shit, so they can have a, a better team around Dame. So, so if you know. if you was Portland, if you was Portland, you would you wouldn't you wouldn't trade uh, Julius Randle, who's in his prime, and and the Knicks first round pick for that third for round who? pick for that third for that third that third uh that third. We're gonna pick? have to, we're gonna have to give up more than Randle. Randle Randle in our first pick. We don't have a pick this year. We oh shit. We don't have a pick this Fucking year. Fucking Dallas, boy. We, no, no, no. We gave the pick for Josh Hart. Oh. We already made that trade. We already made that trade. We had to give up. Uh, you can't say fucking Dallas when we kind of won that so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that, but yo, that, Dallas tanked that last game. You know, so, so, um, because, and, because. And, and how did that work out for Dallas? They're not the number one. Do we bring back KP? I'll bring him back. How you feel about that? I'd bring him back as a yeah. starter. Over over Randall, yes. Is is he going to do enough to stretch the offense? The ball's not going to stick with KP. Well, you know what? Playing with a point guard like Jalen Brunson, he might play differently. I, I'll say that Jalen Brunson's yeah. gonna uh, is gonna make him a better player. Yo, but he lacks, on, he lacks on defense though. KP doesn't want to smoke on defense. He's he's more of a rim protector. He's he yeah, yeah, he just go for block shots. I'll be honest with you. Brunson, and, and I'm I'm gonna talk about Brunson for a little bit. I knew that Brunson was nice in last year's um playoffs when he was with Dallas. I did not know that he was a fucking game changer the way he is to me, but nobody me, did. Nobody did. That's no, why we he, got clowned. That's why we got clowned for, for signing him for that money. Yeah. And everybody. And you know what? I give it to some of the media. They would they said they were wrong. They um JJ Reddick even said he said, I did not see this coming. <laughs> I did not know the type of player. I knew Rick uh Jalen Brunson was a good player, but I did not see Jalen Brunson being like an all NBA type player. He did you not know, see you always him. like the you always like to fumble the names and say Rick Brunson. Yeah, I know. I hate it. <laughs> but his, pop, his pops was not that good. <laughs> y'all mentioned, mentioned Dallas and y'all mentioned the tanking. They got the 10th pick. So all that tanking for what? Yeah. Because because if we got if if, if Dallas had got the 11th pick, we would have got the pick. Right, but look at Dallas's situation. They have no money. 
Mm. Kyrie doesn't look like he's coming back. Yeah. Doncic is 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 he admitted he has to become a better defensive player. But with the pieces around him, they're not going to go far. <laughs> the West, That's the funny. West is still the West. The West yeah. is still the West. It's, the East has surpassed them. The East has surpassed the West in terms of talent. But um it's it's not going to move the needle for Dallas. Even if they get the tenth pick, it's not moving the needle for them. That they're going, they're in a rebuild, a full rebuild mode at this point. And nice. it's they got that awful Tim Hardaway contract. Thank you for taking that, um, <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> They've made so many bad trades with the Knicks. It's ridiculous. Going back to the KP trade. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, it's worked out for us. It has literally worked out for us. On every level, and on top of the fact that we've beaten Dallas how many times now in a regular season? Like we destroyed them half the time when we played them. It's funny so, we keep saying Dallas, thinking of the state of Texas, and <laughs> Willie D's a Willie D line came to my mind. It said, "They got no money. They got one star, but everybody knows them." But something ain't right. But they're they're really a stupid squad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Keep seeing seeing the same sucker sucker line in my headlights, some shit like that. (laughs) That's all on Mark Cuban, though. That's all on Mark Cuban. He said, keep seeing the same sucker in my headlights. Yeah, that's the Knicks. It's the Knicks, and you keep doing trades with us, and we gladly take them every time, every time. When it so, works. I, I mean, I'm, hope, not to continue, but I had hope for Tim Hardaway Jr. I did, I did. too. I did, I too, because of his lineage. Word. He, well, but but he was, I mean, it it you know what it was? He has no level of consistency with how solid his play was. It was just like it was like one year. It was like you can't stop the kid. The next year, you can't find him. <laughs> yeah, it's facts. You can't find him. Facts, and he'll go. You know, you know, one game three for eleven, and then he'll drop forty on you. You know what I'm saying? So right. like, <laughs> right, right. He's like, right. what? What? Where's the? Uh, what? Are we getting the real Tim Hardaway Jr.? Where are you? Like, where are you? Because there's no, there's no middle ground for him. But now he's a solid. He's become a solid role player, and I guess that's Jimmy Junior. Please stand up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and he was he was he was too tall. He was too tall for the uh, for the Tim Hardaway uh, senior dribble. You know, him being six six. Yeah, you know, he couldn't do the killer crossover and shit. But I mean, I mean, he can refine his handle. I mean, I mean, that's something like he's never really worked on. He could, he could, he could have been better at that and and yeah. scoring. If he was a better, like a better a rim, a, a driving to going downhill and driving to the rim, that would make that would open up his game for the shooting even more. Yeah. But he he never really he never really he never really took advantage of that. He's at most a spot shooter. He's That's the it. opposite of what RJ is right now. All right, RJ is a menace, a force going downhill to the yeah. basket, and he just needs to work on his jump shot. But the thing is. RJ is actually trying to work on his jump shot and be a better shooter. Yeah. To open up his game more. So I mean RJ, RJ's RJ's like a RJ has a bigger frame at, at this yes. point in his career. Yes. You know. 
He's a taller player too. I think yeah. RJ's what six nine. You know about what? Six, about six 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 seven. No, he's taller than that. Is he? Yeah, he's taller than that. But look at that draft class: Zion, Ja, and RJ. Yeah. I think we made out. I think we made out pretty good. I think we made <laughs> out. Yo, that's what that's one, that's one that's one thing we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about today, man. But but uh, John Morant. Bang bang, shoot him up, nigga. Die slow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, so you got to look at the person at this point. It's not even that the company you keep. You got to look at yourself as a person and be like, "Am I really throwing this money away like this?" Yo, I mean, you know who is who? I, I think the bigger question is who is who is pulling to the side and saying. Yo, bro, you're doing too much. Bro, he's got he's really tight with his pops. So where's his pops in this? Like, you know what I'm saying? His pops is at like damn near every game. He's behind the scenes knowing what's going on. I mean, I don't need he don't need a babysitter to go hang out and you know make sure he's doing the right thing. But like what you know, if if you if you're this close to your son like that and you you know you're in this circle, what are you doing to get him to to get on the right track? Like the first time was a mistake. It ain't a coincidence now. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like, what are you doing? He's definitely getting suspended before the season starts. God knows how many games and how much money he's going to lose on this. Nike stopped, pulled his shit off the uh, I internet. I saw. Come on, man. Like, you, you're really throwing. And you're a big, like they said, he's the face of the NBA. He's a great influence for the younger kids. Like, what are we, what are we doing? What are you doing, dogs? His pops, his pops is is really, at this point, up until now, he's he's living vicariously through him. You know, his pops had a failed has a failed basketball career. So, Demetrius is is excelling every way his pops wasn't. You know, big NBA career so far. So he's enjoying the limelight, and you forgot but, to be but a the father. limelight is costing you now. The limelight millions of dollars, millions man. Of dollars. Millions, millions of dollars. It's not too late for him to pull it back. It's not too late. He's still very young, so it's not too late for him to get it back. You know what I'm saying? But he's got to be squeaky clean from this point on. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be a humble kid. You gotta be a humble, a humble, real humble dude. Especially and when he wasn't raised like that. Oh, he was not raised like that. Right, but I don't see him being I don't see him being a humble dude though. That's my whole thing. You know, you you want him to change completely do a 180 and change. It's I not gonna happen like that. Yeah, I don't see it happening. I think he'll be better. I think he'll be better and make better decisions. <sighs> I think I think Memphis need to cut him. Nah, that's not happening, dude. That's you don't not think, happening. You don't think so? No, because another team will scoop him up immediately, bro. <laughs> He might need a change of scenery, in all honesty, but they're not going to cut. That's your that's your friend. I mean, granted, they played very well when he was injured for the last two years. Like they they won a lot of games without him, and that goes out. That's a a strength in the coach and the talent they have on that team. Like Memphis is still a very good team without John Morant. Granted, they're even that much better. With John Morant, you know what I'm saying? Like he definitely puts them over the top as an elite team. He makes and, them elite. You know, and what not saying? to mention, not to mention these teams we're talking about. Dylan Brooks was still on that team. 
whether right. you like it, whether you want to talk about it or not. Right. Dylan Brooks was still in that team. So now we're talking about no Dylan Brooks, no drum, no, no John Moran. You know. Jaron Jackson Jr., Jared Jackson, Jackson Jr. is still a hell of a player. You still hell got Steven Adams. You still yeah. got uh uh Bain, Desmond Bain. A very good, very good guard. Very mm-hmm. good guard. Very good guard. Their bench is solid too, though. It's like don't they're they're a complete team, you know, one through ten or eight or nine, whatever it is. They're yeah. they're a very solid team. And um as you saw in the playoffs. When Ja got hurt, that changed the that changed the whole landscape of that playoffs with the Lakers. I I believe I truly believe that his days are numbered in Memphis. If he if he if he starts if he steps, the, if he steps out of line, it might be days are numbered in the NBA, dog. Yeah, yeah. If not now, he, no, he's he. I mean, he might be looking at a thirty-five game suspension, maybe half the season type shit at this. But point. But see, okay, so so now so now. Dan isn't here, so I feel like I play host, right? <laughs> Elephant in the room. You got Chris Kamen, and you got these other players, Draymond Green or whoever, um, also posing with guns. You know, that's different, okay. that's different scenarios, though. You're talking about completely different scenarios. How, okay, said, well, I think Kamen was at a gun range at one time. He was no, in no, his no. house. Kamen was posing with guns. With two with two assault rifles, Draymond Green was at a was at a range. But Chris Kamen was in his living room, posing with two guns up in the air. In his living room, though, it's different if you're driving around in a car or at a strip club, bro. You can't compare your house to openly brandishing in public. Brandishing my weapon in my house is completely different than brandishing my weapon at at at. At magic, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying at the yeah, strip club. Yeah. You know you're out in the public. You're at your house. Yeah, you can have guns in your house. You, you're you're a celebrity. You got a lot of money. People might want to come and take some shit. Who's who's trying? I mean, this is why you have security. This is why you have people for for this shit. You shouldn't be walking around like that, bro. You okay. don't need to. You don't need to. It gives it gives the wrong message. It sends the wrong message. And if you are walking around with it, you're not broadcasting it to everybody. That's the thing. That's the part that that's the part that I have a problem with. That you need to be a little more responsible. You need to be more mindful of your. Of the Nobody company. needs to know you're a tough guy until you have yes. to be a tough guy. Yes, especially when we know that you're not a tough guy. You know, we're we're in social we're in a social media era where. Everyone knows your business. Everyone knows everyone's business. You know what I'm saying? We know you're Clarence, dude. <laughs> we know you're that guy. You know, but so... Who can control the narrative for John Morant but John Morant? We yes. only know what you show us and tell us. Social media, regardless of the fact. You can have cameras in your face all day, every day. There's tons of celebrities. We don't know what they do behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? We don't know how they live their life outside Correct. of it. You know what? Tim Duncan could be a psychopath for all we know. We don't we know because he, <laughs> but yes. he, he keeps his private life private. And Perfect there's a reason example. for that. Derek Jeter and the self. Derek Jeter. with Some of the most baddest women you ever know. And so nobody's saying 
no, not <laughs> woman has one woman has come out and be like, yo, yeah, he slacked the shit out of me, or he, you know, he, he abused. You, you'll never see that, bro, because you're you'll not putting yourself in that. You're not putting yourself in that situation to see it. You know what I'm saying? It's called discretion. It's called discretion, and you need to have a certain amount of discretion with your work life. I do it at my job. People are like, oh, you're a friendly guy. But, oh, I never see you like that. I'm not giving you any opportunity to see what I'm showing you outside of what this is here. Correct. I'm not trying to fuck that up. You know what I'm saying? Correct. But but John Morant, you know, apparently, we don't know. We don't know. Apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. His, what do you want to call it? You know, his parents, his, his people circle, in the man. His circle, man. His circle, they fucking up. He's fucking up, but they're fucking up more. Yeah. Because when because that back stops, it stops for you too. It stops right. for you too. We all know that John Morant is the bag. And I hate, I hate to sound selfish. I hate to say that they're selfish or whatever the case is, you know, because maybe they're not thinking like that. We don't know. Apparently, but, they're not. Right. John Morant is the bag. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, I, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 that's tough. You know, it's tough. I mean, I'm not doing anything that's going to, that's going to do that. For one, for, I mean, fuck the money. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything that's going to, that's going to jeopardize your career jammed up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Fuck the money. Like, you know. What did you get into the NBA for if you're going to do this? If you're going to fuck it up like that. Yeah. What did you get into it for? Why even work that hard? Why put in all these man hours to have somebody come and take it away from you? And I said, the only bail and it's something that you did. The only, yes. bail, the only bail I could shoot him um, is uh, kind of, again, repeating what we said last week. And uh, Stephen A. to me made a great point on it was what state was he in? What's the state gun laws? If he was in Tennessee, you know, it's, it's fine. It's really nearly. It's fine. Right. right. But it's not about that. It's about the optics and the imagery from the league standpoint. And the right. league is not the U.S. government. It's not Tennessee's government. The league has their own rules and standards. If you're a player in there, you, it behooves you to abide by them. That's what you got to do. Right. You got to abide by them. So if they're telling you no more, then no more. But also, I'm going to repeat, like I said last week. His friends ain't his friends if they're going to go on live knowing that he got the shit on him and then put the camera on him. Like, he, you seen how quick the camera turned from him, and it was just like, oh, shit, yo, my, like, doing some, yo, my bad. Like, yeah, you're bad, because your bad fucked up your man's bag. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. But the one thing I didn't like in this situation, because I don't know what Chris Kamen's situation was in, in his picture. Well, uh, what's his name? Steven Jackson brought it up on, on Instagram talking about um, it's cool when they do it, but when I do it, it's a problem. Fuck them. You know that you know the hook to that song. Right. What was Chris Kamen's situation when he was all like vested up, strapped, you know, shown with guns and things like that? Like it wasn't during it wasn't shown during the league during a season while he was in the league. Right. We also, just was Chris came in the face of the league? I think not. That that, no. that, that he's that, a role player. It plays a factor. It does. It plays a huge factor. That part, yeah. It plays a huge factor. We're talking about Chris. Who? Nobody even knows who Chris came in is at this point. 
Okay, but, you know but so, so so also now talking about double standard, right? Yeah, it, yeah, we could. I mean, we could. You see have a to. Standard. You we have could to be a double standard because again, the image that he chose to show was that during. Now, my big thing about it is, is was that during an NBA season? Was it during the season? Because when with this job situation, yeah, he's out in the playoffs, but the season is still going on. If this was off-season activity, it probably me, wouldn't get as much get shine. Story, live your yeah. life. But both of these happened while he was still in the league. Like, like the the other one happened at a club after a game. Yeah, that's that's bad, man. That's the, it's the it's the optics. And yeah, it don't sound fair. Everybody like that wants to compare the the black versus white thing and things like that. And I'm not giving Chris Kamen no bail. I'm not shooting him nothing right now because no. I don't know. I don't even know the layer or context to the image that was sent. We don't. But then, but then, technically, then technically, it was John Morant's off season. He was out of the playoffs. The league off season isn't over. The league is still active. Mm. If the league was off. Then to if, me, totally different story. If I he did it in the middle of July, it's different right. than doing it during that. Not even that it, he's out. This is the height of the NBA right now. Everybody's the watching the playoffs. This yeah. is where the most eyes, the casual fan, is watching the game. Right. And to be honest with you, let's keep it real. Just as as black folks, right? We don't want to see that we're being critical of him because we don't want to see him fuck up his life, fuck up his bag, and and make himself look bad. Right. You know, like it's it's more not yeah, yeah, we're being critical, but it's like it's like a in my opinion, it's like a we're being critical because we care type of situation over anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, more than more than just being critical for being critical sake. That's how people are taking it. Is we're being critical just to shit on him to be critical. No, no. we don't want to see this man's career get fucked up like the thousands of others who passed through the league before. Yeah. Or or didn't get a chance to make the league because they fucked up before they even got a chance to get that, a bag. That part. Mm-hmm. There's so many stories about that right there that in part. itself. And sometimes some of these guys, especially at young ages, don't truly understand the level of influence they have. You know, I personally say I don't, I don't generally be influenced by too many people with certain things but sometimes there's some things or some things you can see that can sway me to be like oh okay i might have to check that out or i might have to you know what i'm saying but he's of again immense power and stature because one the media put him there well his talents made the media pay attention to put him right heights understand what you are working with as a person and sometimes you gotta be like nah like you said, Ahmed would said, "Do not press send for a reason, or think before you press send." Right. For a reason. Also, <laughs> this is not his character. Like we didn't hear anything about him when he was doing in college like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you know, or back when he was in AAU and shit like that. This, this, this there's no like trail to be followed. This is not part of his resume. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of where he got to. But when you say that, then it can call to question, well, why are they now trying to tear this dude down? Even though he put himself in this position, why now are they trying to put it on blast? So there's a question within that that could be had, too. Also, yeah. You know, if you want to flip, you want to flip sides on it. It's, you know, got to look at things from all angles. 
yeah. situation, but we're yeah. not gonna rabbit hole that far into that. Nah, you know, but yeah. Nah, that's I mean, you just gotta be smarter, man. That's the the bottom line is you gotta be smarter. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree you totally. Be you gotta, you gotta the, be stakes, the stakes are very high when you're at that level, you know what I'm saying? And like there's always somebody watching. And you got haters out there. There's people that want to bring you down all the Chico, time. You, 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 you all hit the you, time. You hit the they, nail on the fucking head. Bro, you they're looking the for the a chink head. in that armor, man. They're looking for a chink in that armor, and they're going to dig into it until it spreads like cancer, bro. I hate to say that, but that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're exactly looking for the, what it is. They're but looking see, for that chink in the armor, man. This is the conversation that he needs that his pops, that Usher, need to have with his pops. Okay, I mean with his son. This is the conversation. Like, yo, well, that's that's why we brought it up. Like, what? Where is his pops in this situation? When his he's pops there. is too busy fucking with Shannon Sharp at the game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His pops want to be want to be a celebrity too. Like that's the that's the part that I'm like, yo, do not do. So wait, so wait. When does when does protecting your son? Not become first priority, you know, and and yeah. that's where that's where I see that's where that's where the you know where I'm getting that's frustrated. the disconnect. That's the disconnect. Yeah, that's the disconnect. Like pushback. Yes. Here, here's the disconnect though in a statement like that. <clears throat> Call back to about an hour plus ago when we were talking about Jim Brown being in the room with Trump. We don't know what their conversations are. And this is the, in a way when we say when we say things like this, we're looking for them to live their life in front of us on social media to mm. see what his response is, to see how. And what do most people say? Nah, you can't tell everything on social media. You can't show everything on social media. So that's there's a little pushback to that because yeah, optics visually it does show. Yo, what is your father doing in this situation? But. We don't know what they're doing in their personal life. No. Uh, you know, and that's wild because as much as he exposed himself like that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you can say that, but you're like something's not something's not carrying over. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like he should be like this is where like to, to Big O's point, he should be, yo, his if I'm sure Pop's got a PR person. Have yes. Him, have him reach out to all these networks and stuff and talk. But also, too, you don't want to be the person out there looking like they're talking bad about their child either. Right. Because and you don't you, you don't want to be like the protective parent, like, oh, Josh Pops is coming to save him type shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, but he's a grown are, man. Right. He can't speak for himself type shit. And but you don't you don't want to put that kind of perception out there of, you know, oh, like, you know, because we know people will twist whatever you say. So his pops absolutely could, his pops could go on camera and say all the right things in favor of his son. Mm -hmm. The first headline on some of these websites would be Jaws Daddy. Jaws Daddy rips him a new one live on first take. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, right. That's, that's what happens. So, but two weeks of Ja. Yeah, but there's only one fiftieth birthday for TJ. And this was this was actually um. This was actually uh, Tony in the comments. It said, "Happy Born Day, TJ. Big old good seeing you. Too may I be sending you more crazy you, TikToks? Sir. Got some more Wu vinyl in the collection. 
And, it, and this is how I knew it was Tony for sure, because he said, y'all stay up, fam. I'm still working on that 90s album top three playlist. I'm almost done. Ooh. So he's still still listening to the, the, the albums off the 64. Nice. <laughs> Yo, it's good listening, boy. I, I know I know he's going to enjoy himself, man. Word, 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 man. But I'm this sorry, This was a good TJ. show. No, no, I'm ready. I'm I was going to say, I got to take I'm done. because... I'm done. I gotta finish cooking. Yeah, I'm done. This was a great show. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Um, another dope show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for the birthday shouts outs, everybody. Um, hopefully we get Jamal back next week. And um, I love doing this with you guys. As you know, um, I look forward to this every Sunday. So thank you again, man. I love this shit. Shout out to everybody in the comments. Everybody watching, love you guys. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. It's boy, it's boy, big old again. Yo, shout out to everyone watching. You know, people who uh, were in the comment section. I love y'all, man. Please, um, next weekend, keep going with the comments. You know, what I'm saying, my boy Jamal, miss my brother, but I know I'm gonna see you back next weekend. Um, shout out to the show, man. Shout out to everyone watching, man. Where, where, see y'all next where, week. To continue on big up to everybody thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for joining in the comments tj love as always brother once again happy sure. 50th you know what i'm saying a lot more life to live left you know what i'm saying yes and uh yeah midlife mid crisis never that <laughs> i ain't got much more else to say other than this worked out kind of how I was looking forward to because in future shows, each one of you brothers are going to be leading the way. Like I've been trying for fucking years, but it's all right. All right. Each one of you brothers is going to be leading the way on multiple episodes to where we can all rotate this duty. Yes. Of just leading the leading the crap, leading the pack and all of that stuff. But this worked out great because it was just like, yo, are we still doing the show today? I don't know if y'all drunk or not, still wasted or <laughs> <clears throat> And we didn't talk about what we're talking about. So conversation just went as it's supposed to go. It just went. And that's that's usually when we're at our best. So yes, sir. With that being said, yes, peace. See y'all next week. Peace. Sir, sure, man.